Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to episode 23 of the KDH podcast. Today, we're joined by a special guest. We are joined by my client, Chris Barr. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Not too bad. I'm not too bad. So the reason that I thought of doing this podcast was purely because someone did message me and say, and I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. Bigs me up. I'm only joking, but it's, I think it's, it's something that's a good conversation because at the end of the day, I want the podcast to resonate with the listener, the listener. I want it to deliver value and what not a better conversation to have someone that's taken some value from fitness. So, um, let's start off, mate, like give us a brief insight. What's your story? Um, and what are you doing now to obviously let everyone kind of know who you are, Chris? Yeah, so if insight would be, I've been a student for quite a while now. I started off doing physiology um, and a bit of sports science at Glasgow Uni. Um, done that for four years. And then I moved on to law, which doesn't really seem to relate, but it does slightly in regards to medical law. But um, I've done that for, for the most part, four years, and then now I'm in my kind of second year of this. So uh, that plus other jobs, work for EE, DJ, when Nicola lets me. But um, apart from that, just just keeping on. Fitness experience, done, done a few bits and bobs. Um, trained for a while when I was younger. Um, lifted a few weights, but nothing nothing serious as uni. Yeah. How long is that you've been at uni then? What's the sort of combined time? So I've been at, I done, I was at Glasgow Uni for four years. Uh, I've now been at Strathclyde for two, so it's been quite a long time. I thought I was going to go down the kind of physiology route, um, but then changed. Um, taking a negligence medical wise, so yeah. So you've kind of you've kind of combined it, haven't you, man? But I don't I don't really think that anyone has a set route that they choose to go down. Like no one really, no one really knows. I remember like when I, when I was younger and I was at school and my geography teacher, Mister Campbell, was like that to me. I don't know what I want to do, and I was like, this guy's in his fifties, and he's telling me like he's been a teacher for years, and he had like a dance, he had a like a an entertainment company for the pantomime and all that, and he was like, I don't know what I want to do, and I was like. I think that was quite nice hearing that at a young age because you don't you don't really know like I I say this like I've I think we're all just kind of winging it through life, aren't we? We're all just kind of just yeah. taking it taking it as it goes, and then obviously uh, going for this. So talking about more about your training, what's you, you've obviously touched base before we started working together. What was your sort of give everyone a bit of a brief insight? Was it the the classic bro split? Was it I kind of know these things anyway, but yeah, yeah. So I, I trained a few uh, a few years ago, um, couple of guys as well. More into kind of not not bodybuilding as such, but yeah, as you said, kind of training splits, chest, back, um, the usual kind of thing. Not really focusing on all areas, just backing on a bit of muscle. And what you can the, see, the one uh, t-shirt muscles, t-shirt. Maybe that that's it, and it is like it's the evolution <laughs> of training, isn't it? It's literally like. It's, it's what you do, like, and then eventually you go, it's always guys always like, oh, I'll just train my upper body. And see, the thing is though, Chris, it is actually bodybuilding because that is what, what it is, like in a nutshell. And that's what I would say to folk, like, we're doing, but like what we do in the gym, me and you and we're working together is bodybuilding style training. It is focusing on building building the body and getting bigger and developing a physique. Um, so when you are doing it, like uh, what I was going to say, the 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 sort of evolution it is like I'll just train my upper body because I can see my shoulders and my chest I want to see that area come on and then all of a sudden you're like I look like a Dorito because my legs are still like pins <laughs> and my upper body's seen zero <laughs> development here and then you start training your legs and then you only do muscles that you can see there you end up just being like quads squats lunges and then you've still got a back like a, a crooked spine like a pure crooked spine like, I should probably start doing my hamstrings my glutes 
And then, like, because I, I think it's that sort of mind, because like, I've been there, like, I've done it always well, mate. And I think it's that sort of mind of, God, I can't really see those areas, so they don't really matter. Do you know what I mean? Like, your hamstrings, your glutes. And for me now, mm. and a lot of the stuff me and you work on in your sessions, the, I love posterior chain work. So your deadlifts, like hip thrusts, remaining deadlifts, all these uh, trap bar deadlifts, like rat pulls. I love all these things because I think a lot of people don't respect them because they're like, yeah, you can feel the, when you're doing a bicep curl, you can feel the curl. If you're doing a chest press, you can feel the contraction. Whereas if you're doing a deadlift, because the classic thing that you hear with a deadlift is people say, oh, where's this working? It works your lower back. You're like, does it? Fuck, it works. Yeah pretty much your entire body and it massively works your your lats your traps and it's a great builder but i think you're just so as you said it's just areas that you can see as well so what was it that led you towards what what made the decision to because me me and you how we started working throughout lockdown what month was it we started working together mate Uh, it was about may june time yeah and what what was the sort of um deciding thing that made you go for it what was the did you been thinking about it for a while or yeah, just, just over time, just, you know what it's like, you, you put on weight, you stress of things. Obviously, I'm doing two or three things at the one time with uh, my second degree now and then working and you just, you, your habits get, you know, less and less uh, good, should I say. You start eating rubbish, you start kind of putting the, the training off and uh, I kind of wanted to maybe try something else. I was looking on, obviously, Instagram, Facebook. You can see that your style of training was very different from mine. Um, like, at the outset, or from what I thought, because obviously it all comes together in the end. But yeah, in the end, uh, what you did on a day-to-day basis would have been very different from what I'd, I'd previously done. Um, and I wanted to kind of get out of my comfort zone of just going to the gym and, and doing the things that I would normally do, like chest and, or like, you know, arms and you know, I could I could bench press my body, but I couldn't run the length myself. So what what mm. good is that? You know, um, so I think that's that. Like I love hearing that because like I've been doing this now for three and a half years, and when someone says like what I'm trying to do is paint that picture in a way that this is what I do, and I mean if anyone's listening, what Chris means by doing things differently, it's just like, and then he came back and said there, but you aren't. It all comes together because at the end of the day you're only going to build muscle and so you can only build muscle by obviously tension, stress and progressive overload. But he's meaning having that sort of um, hybrid of having fitness. Cause I think now in the fitness industry, you've got people that are just, they come in and this is all they do. They're like, a, do you know what I mean? They're like a one trick pony. And I think a lot of people then think that like fitness and hyphens and little inverted commas is like one thing. Like, Oh, you can't do cardio when you're doing this. And, and I'm one of these coaches it's here to say no so i'm glad that that message is coming across and like what's like how have you found that come along then talk about like what's like if anyone as well i've not put any sort of transformation up with chris but chris has undergone a massive transformation recently and his shape's massively coming along strength is increasing fitness is massively increasing as well so what's been your sort of biggest take-homes from it I would I would say that the biggest take home was learning learning to become better at something that you don't naturally think you're good at. I think I think a lot of people free away from doing things that they think they're naturally not good at, or they're stuck stuck to something like myself for a certain a long period of time where transitioning into fitness or more respiratory based exercises, you think I can't do that. But in actual fact, you know, if you even just trying, you know, just taking it step at a time. And gets you to, to to learn more about 
what it is it takes to, to be better at these things. I think that's what I loved about like lockdown. Like the, we were doing workout, we were doing one to one. I was meeting Chris. I went. It was funny. I was meeting new clients at the K Park in Kilmarnock. Like, all right, how are you doing? And usually it'd be in a gym, in a consultation room, in an office, a bit more professional. It was in a car park at the back of my car, meeting random people in a car park. And uh, like when you're doing that, like I love the basics of it because exactly what you said there, Chris. Like a lot of people think that they're in this separate pedestal. They they aren't entitled that. No one's entitled to anything, but everyone, like, no. you know what I mean? Like, you've got people that are doing amazing fitness achievements. They are just human beings like me or you. Like, yeah, someone might be slightly genetic superior. Someone might be like, oh, they've got the, the shape for something. They might be like, they have the perfect arm to torso ratio to be a swimmer. But at the end of the day, if you put in the hard work and you are consistent, it will just trump. Do you know what I mean? Consistency trumps all. And I love that. See, saying that, like, in, I think like with a lot of my clients is I don't want people, I don't want them to get caught up in the vast array of exercises. I don't want them to get caught up in the mist of fitness. It is keep it basic and progress it. And you see yourself come along leaps and bounds. And I love that people are taking that away, man. Would you, is that what you're sort of meaning there? Yeah. The kind of biggest takeaway, leading on to what you just said, you know, we see it quite often and we talk about it quite a lot. Um, is progress, not perfection. I, yeah. think, I think that resonates quite well um, in regards to taking away coaching. Um, that you know, you, you you've just got to show up in your in your bad days. You've got to keep at it, like you're saying, consistency, and it is key because you know nobody wants to, to train all the time. You know, four or five days a week all the time. If they tell you they are lying to you, no, um, I know. So you know, it's it's keeping up. It's keeping that momentum going, and I think from you, like you, you've got a good, you've got a good way of kind of making people come out of that kind of whatever they're feeling bad about or whatever they're feeling not great about that week. You know, you, you've got experience to turn it around and say, well, listen, do you know what? We all have our bad weeks, we all have our bad days, but this is what we're going to do to put you back up there. So I think that's quite important. No, it's I think that we talk a lot about mindset, and when I started off as a coach. I, I didn't realize that my mindset, it's, it's not really changed since I began. It's still the outlook of just be, show up, continue to be the hardest worker in the room, try your best to be the hardest worker in the room, like, and you will reap the rewards. And I, I didn't, I wasn't able to put that across when I started off. And now I'm very aware of that after doing thousands of hours of coaching and, and seeing people come and go with it. Like at the beginning, when I started coaching, I, like I'd have someone on a roll and then they would relapse, something would happen, and I'd be like, what the fuck am I doing? And then the more and more I've seen it, the more and more I've seen that there's always going to be a bump in the road. There's always going to be something that knocks you over, but it's constantly just been there to be like, and I think like what you've just said there, and it's what I say about coaching, like people say to it, like I call it the PT police, you get people say things like, why are you going to a PT? And folk get their fucking back up, and like about like people coming to me, and I'm like, I don't even know that person. I don't even know them. And like my client will go, no, oh, someday my work was tell was saying to me that, oh, that you charge too much money and 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 X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, who the fuck is that person? Like, who is this person? I don't even know them. And then then, but one of the things that they go, oh, how why do you go to a PT? You're in good shape. Going to a going to a coach, and I've I've got a coach. I've got two coaches. I've got a business coach, and I've got a coach for my own training. Having a coach isn't just being shown what to do with exercise. Having a coach is having someone in your corner. It's yeah. when you're having a shit day, it's being like, look, and it's that person is there. 
to literally know exactly what to do. And they might not know, do you know what I mean? Like, I'll still get times where, like, I always say there's no such thing as a, a stupid question, but I have been challenged over the years with some like questions. And, and what's that? Don't out me. <laughs> and uh, no, not at all, mate. And I think, like, it goes beyond just, it's just having that person there to be like, this is normal. This is totally normal. And and I think sometimes we do get caught up in the, the what ifs. We get caught, so caught up in the motion without taking action. Um, but then sometimes it's good to take action, but then have someone else that's there, i.e. me or me having a coach that's done, the, that's been there and done it. And you're like, you know what? This is much easier. I think now, man, like, you go back, like we were talking about this. I've actually recorded episode 24 that's for next week today before this episode, which is number 23. Um, so I'm not trying to confuse myself. And Gary um, is an ultra running coach. He, no, he's an ultra runner and he's a co- running coach. We were saying like when we started running, um, like he's a much better runner than I am. He's an ultra runner. And uh, we, he was saying to me that basically when he started running and I started running, I didn't have a Garmin. I didn't have a watch. Neither did he. We just ran because we ran. You would set a time. You would go out. You'd look at the clock. You'd listen to your heart rate. You would do it right. You ran out of enjoyment and you got better at it. I didn't start to competitively get into running and things till about two and a half years ago. Not even that long ago, right? Actually measuring things and doing it. But I had all that background of doing it. Now people are getting into things like running. They've got Strava. They've got people uploading pictures. And it's this immediate comparison. And it's the same with physiques. When I get into training, it was like, oh man, to be honest, I'm quite lucky now. I don't really, comp- I don't compare myself to any other physique because I'm, I'm very, very comfortable that way in my body. But I'm very aware that we even have conversations about it, Chris, where it's that comparison and, and you're always trying to, and I talk to loads of other clients on a regular basis. But I think now, because we are so connected and we have so many things that's like, like you've got someone else that, do you know what I mean? Like most, it, like I can't believe now that it's good. It's a good thing, but loads of guys and girls at the gym and they've all got fitness blogging pages. You rewind back 10 years ago, that wasn't a thing. And I'm, I'm talking about, I've got a fitness blogging page, but it's my job. But there's people that are just doing this off their own back, which is fine. But then there's more and more people doing this. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a lot of, it can be a bit overwhelming when you step into it. So it's, I think now, like the, the full sort of comparison thing is a fucker because you've got all this around you. But then it is, it's really good to have, and there's a lot of noise there's a lot of noise, especially surrounding fitness and nutrition, and it's it, it can be obviously a, a hard thing to kind of conquer. Kind of looking at the next point there. So, what's been your I sort think, of like your biggest like? Obviously, we spoke a lot about there. Like you're sort of taking away that sort of accountability knowledge. What's been your sort of biggest values that you've taken away? Like as many as you want, mate. Like literally, what's been your sort of biggest things that you've taken away from it? Just obviously the accountability aspect of it. You know. I think we all need to be more accountable for our own actions and what we eat and put it in our bodies and stuff. But even just from a point of view of, you know, you're co- when you're training with someone or you're, you're getting coaching or whatever, I, I think you're more accountable to your actions because you are checking in maybe once or twice a week or whatever. Um, and, and you find yourself wanting to not like, stick, more stick to it than anything. Um, and, you know, you've always got, either a goal in mind or like what we spoke about you know we always we always talk we always say so what's your goal what is it you want to do and you, you work towards that 
But you also, you know the goal, so you're keeping me accountable to what my goal is without me even realising that kind of thing. Uh, every single week and just getting better. Like I think even just if you set a massive goal, there's no point, like what you do is there's no point, you know, flinging your head first in there. You you know your experience, if we'll get 10 weeks, 12 weeks or whatever, um, you're going to build me up to that, you're going to build your client up to that. So, you know, it it's then becomes achievable, then, then more so than just firing straight in. I think this is when fitness really, really, it rubs off in other areas of your life. And you like now when people talk to me and people say things, I know that people are saying things like, the thing that I always get is people say to me, it's like a how and a what and a way. And they say, I want to lose two stone, which is great. And then they say something like immediately after they just cut themselves in two, they go, but I've never got any motivation. And I always drop out. It's like this sort of mentality. And I think like the, the full sort of, it's just trying to retrain folk to have that different mindset so that they're, they're not going into it like that and, and uh, making sure that they're, they're just, they're moving in the right direction and they're not getting lost. Um, that's obviously a big, a big part of it for me, but um, in having that sort of rubbing off in other areas of your life, so I kind of lost my tangent there, what I was talking about. If you didn't realize I was trying to do it dead calmly um, rubbing off in other areas of your life, like, it makes you realize that you walk back the way instead of towards things. So loads of people are thinking about how they can't do something or how something's not going to work for them. Whereas I'm trying to get my clients to see that with actual planning experience, that you just need to have a goal and then walk back the way. And that could be literally like a fat loss phase. Do you know what I mean? People say things like, oh, I'd love to lose eight pounds. It's always that the intention's there. But you're like, well, why don't you just do X, Y, and Z? And every single week, you could lose one to two pounds. And in literally four weeks, you could be at that. Oh, I couldn't do that. There's never any action. And I think like, like what I'm meaning is it rubs on to other areas of your life. You start going, well, if I, I want to get better at public speaking, well, if I just talk in my stories every week on Instagram, just casually, I'll become more confident in the camera. And then I'll, it's, you start working back the way or like I do it with a lot of different things with the podcast, like, when I started the podcast, I was really aware by episode 23, I'll be much better at it. Well, hopefully I am. And, uh, but I knew that. I knew that was just like, a, it's because of my training ethos. Does that kind of make sense, what I'm saying there, Chris? Yeah, definitely. It's kind, it's kind of like, even if you read a couple of books, like, as I was saying, my previous, uh, before I'd done a bit of sports science and stuff like that, and um, we talk a lot about Dave Brails, uh, Brailsford, you know, the, the, the Sky team you know, he, the marginal gains, you're, you're 1% everything. You know, the other teams were looking at improving such and such and, you know, how we're going to get quicker and, and faster and stronger. And, you know, he stripped it back to even, you know, how much air's in the tyre, what temperature are we changing this at? And so, you know, 1% of IE nutrition or 1% of turning up, you know, changing your mindset, you know, it makes small marginal gains make, you know, the, the biggest impact on it. Of it. 100%. And that's what I think people are, they, they gamify things, they're looking for big changes, they are. And you, you tell someone, you're like, why don't you just look at going for a 10-minute walk in the morning and a 10-minute walk after your dinner? Because they're like, maybe someone that's sedentary and you're telling someone to do these two things, they're like, well, that's only like 2,500 steps and it's not a lot. And you're like, yeah, but you need to start small. You're not going to just jump straight in and be doing 15,000 steps a day if you're someone that never goes a walk. But they, they don't see that. Do you know what I, mean? I, know, I think social media plays a massive part in that and the fact that you know you can go on Instagram and you can look at Olympic uh, you know Olympia athletes or sponsored gym shot athletes or what you know whatever and I think the expectation is that everybody if you hit the gym you're going to look like that and I think 
with, with, with social media, things like that, it's instant gratification, it's instant. Um, so it kind of rubs off in a way that if you do this, you know, why is it not happening quick enough? Why is, you know, I think that's a massive aspect. I think it doesn't help the fact that, you know, these things take time. No, I know. And uh, I think it's just respecting the, the journey. I was talking about this in the podcast I was on today, I was doing today and we were saying like, you shouldn't be like aspiring at someone's end goal. You should be aspiring to do someone's process. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like what you, what we are talking about, like everything that I tell you, mate, like when we are talking about in sessions, like, like focusing on progress, like reminding yourself, you'll notice that it's never about the end goal. Yeah, you've got a goal where you want to be, but I'm telling you everything what you inevitably need to do in order for that to be achieved. Do you know what I mean? Like, because if you do feel like shit and we just give in to this, it's, it's going to, you're going to just stop. And when you stop, you're just taking longer to reach your goals, whether that be, I don't know, like lifting at X weight, running certain distance, running at a certain speed, losing X amount of body fat, whatever it is, and you're only going to slow it down. It's just trying to make sure that you're obviously put using every single, I mean, you need to look at like, Everything that you do is a tool um, and you need to look at just arming your tool belt so that you've got every sort of weapon in there so that anything that comes at you, you're able to deal with it. But kind of like tying in with that there, that you, what was said there, you always get people come to me where they say things like, oh, do you do meal plans? Or they just say to me, do you do a program? And what we're talking about right now, like all this stuff, this is the sort of the practice that people need to learn, but it doesn't sound glamorous, does it? Like it's not the sort of like people just think like if you think you're going to get handed a PDF with a meal, a five day meal plan and that's going to sort your life out, life out, you're completely wrong. Do you know what I mean? And you see people do it where they leave a PT, they've maybe been at someone, they're like, oh, it didn't work because they didn't give me a meal plan or it didn't work. You don't know the background. There's two sides to every story. It could have been a pish PT, it could have been a pish client, it could have been a combination of both. Could have been that they didn't like each other. Could have been whatever. But people are always looking for this magic pill, and you're like, it's no. You know what I mean, like at the end of the day, these are just tools. Yeah, you can get, you could get like a really something I'm actually looking at doing right now, buying just a recipe book that I can tie in for all my clients and then literally yeah. tie it in well, with all. What's that? Well, that's one thing that I would say that for me, when I first came to you, um, it actually was a positive, I think, in that when you do come, when you go, you get this kind of expectation when you go to someone that they're going to give you a meal plan or. But the fact that you focused on the very basic size and like, well, a few tractor cars, you know, and I'm like, well, no, I haven't. So, you know, I think when you start learning what you're eating and look at the values, like the nutritional values of it, I'm not talking about fats, carbs, protein, I'm talking about just basic calories in and out. You know, if you if you don't really, you could, you could give a client, you know, a, a recipe or five meals of chicken and rice and shoot their calorie, um, go for the day way over, you know, they need to, I think we, and even myself, I felt that if I learned myself or taught myself how to be within that range or what, what if I eat this, how many calories I have eat that, you kind of, as you say, get into a kind of swing of things. So I think it's actually, you're doing the right thing in, in by making your clients maybe look to see what they eat and look at the labels. So maybe that's just my personal experience. No, mate, I, I totally agree with you because I think like you need to like, from a, a personal trainer standpoint, a coach, like anyone that's trying to help someone improve someone, you need the first thing you need to do is you need to listen to what the person wants, right? And it took me a long term time to realize this. But talking to the reason that I get everyone to do this 
is because talking to someone about nutrition, so like calories, talking about expenditure, talking about to really get an understanding of how it actually ticks, talking to someone about it when they have never ever tracked or read a food label is like talking to someone in Spanish when they are Chinese and they do not speak Spanish. That is what it is like. That is the only way to do it. It is literally like, it's, it doesn't even make sense. So when I do it now, I tell people to do it. You're someone that's consistently tracked. You've got a good relationship with food, Chris, and you get it. And we're always in, the thing is, it is like learning a language as well. You're not going to just get it in a week. But in order for us to have a conversation on a level that we're able to, I had a dietitian on, we were talking about this, and you need to do this. And then obviously you can start dressing, you can start talking about more about what the person's actually consuming, which we have done, like making sure that, like talking about your, your diet and it's again having that converse, that confirmation of this is this is this is what I should be doing I'm on track I'm happy with it because again it's that thing like having your, your coach in your corner as well to be like yep that's all right and I think like when I start the the full it was great with me see when I started off coaching mate it, it was something that I wasn't even a hundred percent sure of coaching so I'm, like, I'm not a nutritionist then I just started thinking like what do I do and I'm not saying I tried to train everyone up to be little versions of me but I started thinking about, right, I need to talk to people about understanding energy balance because most folk want to manage their, they want to manage their energy. They want to either get leaner, they want to learn how to maintain or they want to learn how to grow. In order to do that, we need to talk about this. And I always use the analogy. It's basically like, see when you're learning to drive, using the instruments in your car. And that's all I'm doing. I'm giving you yeah. the instruments so that then after two weeks, we can take them away and you would know roughly driving what speed 30 mile per hour felt like. You would know by the sound of the engine when it was time to change gear. And essentially by tracking and, and managing, that's, that's all I'm doing. And that's the sort of the biggest over the years. If anyone is a personal trainer, if anyone's really struggling, you do often see sometimes personal trainers do do it as a bit of a cop out where they're like, yeah, just track your calories. And you're like, well, that's not really much help. Just telling someone to download my fitness power. Like you need to give them a bit more of a, explanation behind it maybe give them, like max <laughs> i know so it's you need to you need to actually explain but that is my reasoning behind it so quite an interesting one there but yeah i'm glad you've you've taken that away because that is my my goal with it but some people do like like i've got better explaining over the years into the depth that i have with you chris but some people do come and they're like i don't track my calories and i'm like very good and they're like, I've tried everything. I can't lose any weight. And I'm like, well, I'd probably suggest doing this for at least a week. And they're looking at you as if you're, you're, you're t- like asking them to move mountains and you're not. You're asking them to take 15 minutes out of their day to get a better understanding of nutrition. And they're looking at you like, like you're, you're asking them to do the biggest task in the world. You know, you're obviously not that bored if you've not tried it before. And the thing is, I had been there, but then it, like in the past, and, and then when I started doing it, I was like, this is actually a piece of piss. And I think the one with it as well is, when you're a coach like, and, and you are, someone comes to you, you should be able to make a judge of character that you know that if that person is obsessive or you can see it happen, you should be able to make the call to go, I don't really want you doing this right now. And I'm not saying it like it's a dangerous thing, like it's like taking fucking drugs and you could be close to an overdose. Like, I mean, and like some people do get obsessive with it because it's numbers. And I think one of the things people need to remember about tracking is, we will hear before the calculators. The calculators aren't an exact science. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's very accurate, but it's not that accurate in the sense that, like, one of the things, I mean, I think I've said it to you as well, Chris, is your calories aren't a, a window. They're not the small window. So see when someone thinks, oh, I can only eat 1,800 calories a day, that's my allowance. 
it's not a window. It's like a fucking barn door. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's it's not that. It's it, they don't work on the day. They work across the course of the week. Do you know what I mean? You could wake up an hour earlier and go out for a walk that added an extra thousand steps onto your day that added an extra hundred calories. And I think people get so caught up in the numbers, and you're like, don't. It's not that exact. Like I'm doing this twenty one day fat loss challenge right now. And I'm just intuitively eating less than 3,000 calories a day and staying active and I'm getting leaner. It doesn't need yeah. to be as hard. I think, I think it's, it's not helped by, you know, when you go on, when you hear, I think, a lot of noise about, say, cutting phases or uh, bulking or whatever uh, people want to call their phases or cycles they go through. But, you know, they go on these diets for 12 weeks or whatever it is for, you know, I'm, I'm going to eat chicken and, and rice and broccoli for times a week and that's all I'm going to be and you know that's fine and that would probably work for 12 weeks and you probably will definitely lose weight but it's no it's no sustainable it's no going to be something that you can live on forever so you're just going to you're ultimately going to put the weight back on so I think from what you're saying you know learning at that early stage that you know you can it can be flexible you can make mistakes with it you can you can eat high calories one day and maybe drop them a bit lower the next day I think that you, you, a good way of explaining that they're not. It's not as you said a set science. It's kind of pseudoscience. You know, it's you can you can have um, flexibility in it to allow you to accommodate for your needs. Because we were talking about that the other day there when I when I, when I had got in touch and says, listen, I'm feeling absolute shit. You know, this week I need to do something and had to up the calories. And I think people would sometimes be scared to do that if they're on a massive cutting phase. But you kind of need to listen to your body in a way that. You know, you need to do best for you as well as obviously trying to achieve your goal. Yeah. But it needs to be realistic. It needs to be a real much stick to it. No, definitely. And I think that's what, like, throughout this full thing, we've you've been on obviously a longer fat loss journey since then. But we've done it in phases, as you said. We've been looking at it. We've been constantly checking in with how you feel. We've been looking at pushing it for three, four weeks at a time. And as you said, having a few days at maintenance, bringing it up listening to your body we've had times where your workload increased your uni work increased so your stress increased and we, we decreased the time in the gym and it's it's no like like when people one of the things i said to you as well chris and i said to all my clients people come to me and they use a, a formula once see if you've used a formula once you should never have to use a formula again because yeah. you should become familiar with that area like like earlier on in the year when i was cutting my calories for a three-week period when i done it throughout lockdown I was doing a lot more exercise at the time because I was training like a fucking athlete because I had loads of time. And uh, I was out walks every single day. It was literally like April sort of time, like the height of lockdown when you, weren't, you were allowed to go out for like an hour a day. Um, and I was doing as much as I could in that in what time we were allowed to do things. And my cutting calories were like three and a half to 4,000 because I was literally, I mean, like I was, I was up some days, I was going out big runs. I was doing a live workout at night. I was out for a big walk. I was expending a lot of energy. So, but then versus right now, I'm doing a lot right now, but I'm, I'm south of 3000. And, and I just know this from experience. Yeah, maybe it's not exact. On Friday, I was hungry. So I had to push my calories up and I actually felt better for it the next day. It's not an exact science. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, yeah, at the end of the day, thermodynamics is a, a law of, do you know what I mean? It's a, a law, it's physiology, it's like, it's, it's, it's how it works. But at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be down to the point of, oh, you eat this much calories. Oh my God, I was over by 50 today. It doesn't work yeah. like that. And I think, I, when, I, 
when I hear clients going down the route over they're stressing out about stuff like that and, and I can't stress to them enough that they need to get away from that mindset because it's like I was talking to a client tonight um, Helen Ann we were talking about like I think people play so much they, they overest they underestimate what they consume on a regular basis so I don't eat that much food so you tell someone to consume X amount of calories and like, that's loads and you're like maybe this person's overweight and you're like well it's not loads because you've got a significant amount of body fat that you've obviously been consuming more of this for your movement so it's not and not like i'm being i'm not being fattest or anything it's just that's the way it is and then you've got people saying like oh i've done this workout i burnt this many calories like your contribution of exercise in that day for your average is like five percent it's not much but people forget like say for example chris you burnt you went to the gym one day done ten thousand steps and you're the, the age, weight, and height that you are right now, and you burnt two and a half thousand calories, we're never going to know 100%. 70% of that is probably going to be just your body functioning. So you're probably talking like 1,700 calories, like, like 1,600, somewhere about there, is just you to stay alive. Your brain's about 500 for the day. And I was telling Helen Ann this thing, she was like, no way, that's crazy. And I was like, yeah, the 10,000 steps that you've done over the 90 minutes or two hours of walking that you've done, maybe contributed 500 calories and then your workout was maybe an additional two to 300 calories. Yeah. And that's what made it up. And, and people think it's this like, like, yeah, like why you tell someone to do it? Because as we said already, the compound effect of these small changes are what add up. And it's when folk try and do the vast numbers, like, oh, I've done a workout. I only burnt 300 calories. Oh, that's rubbish. Like, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't burn loads and loads of energy, but that doesn't matter. It's all about, a good relationship, energy in versus energy out, consistency, staying accountably active, having non-negotiables, having a, a mindset that allows you to grow and not just build barriers. And, and I think people would, they should see beyond it. I think that was a really good explanation there going into it. What do you think of that, mate? No, I, I definitely agree. I, I, I think, you know, it's, it's one of these things that we, you can only really do or learn by doing it. And, you know, if you've not got help or you're kind of on the fence of, you know, should that just reach out and, and ask. Like, I think even how I, I think you were just putting something on Instagram and I just reached out to you and I, I randomly asked you a question, what do you think about that? And then we just get chat, chatting. So, I mean, the advantage of having platforms is that if you're not sure about where your, you know, your calories are or whatever, you can, you can kind of ask people for help in regards to that. So. No, and that's a, it's a big one and I think as how old are you now mate how old are you Chris <coughs> 29 <laughs> so like you're at the age now where the guys have egos till they're about 23 like in the bed they may have an ego for ages and especially with things like training guys are just like I go to the gym I know what I'm doing and it took me a long time to really start putting my hand out and asking for help and stuff and then you start to realise that the people that do really well all ask for help you know what I mean like the people that no one just gets there like, on their own. Like you, like you look at like everyone asks for help. Everyone will always have a mentor. Like even someone that you, there's no such thing as like an overnight success. There's always no. way more that goes into it than you think that does. Um, yeah, man. So like solid training and nutrition protocols play a big part in progress in the gym. But how important is mindset to you now, Chris? It's, I would say it's 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 massive now. Like I I feel that I think we overlook mindset a lot, and I think we always strive for the physical change. 
And I think now more than ever in regards to what's happening in health for men and, you know, women as well, but, you know, mindset and working out and it's, it's, a, it's a lot more now than a physical aspect. Um, and, and it just, it, it makes you feel, it, it, as you said, impacts all areas of your life. Um, it, it puts you into a routine. Um, it makes you more physically and like mentally able to carry out normal day-to-day tasks. Um, it's just it's just a massive thing right now um, for everybody. Yeah, no, definitely isn't. I think that like people don't see that sometimes. They just say, "Oh, I'm not into exercise." That and you're like, it's a bit of a it's a bit of an insult when people say it. You're just like, you don't even know that that's such a that's that endless an endless pit of opportunity that you're just closing down because you don't want to do it. You know what I mean? And thought, oh, I don't do that. Or it's just that close mi- the mindset. The, the mindset is just in, a, in the wrong place. And it's a shame when I've, I'm in a page in Ayrshire called the Fit Ayrshire Dads. And there's a lot of guys. It's a community. You don't have to be a dad to be in it. You have to be just, it's just for men in Ayrshire. It's a really, really good page. And there's a lot of guys that come into it and they're like that to me. Like I've met them through running. They're really, really fit guys. And they maybe didn't get into fitness till they were 35, 40, 45. And they're really fit now. And they're like, fuck, I wish I'd done this when I was your age, Christian. I wish I'd done this when I was 20. I wish I'd done this when I was in my mid-20s. And I think you can put up, it's, it's, your, it's an ego. It's an ego thing, isn't it? It's A lot of it's to do with that. And don't get me wrong. A lot of it's to do with opportunities. And like a lot of these folk, like if you don't have, like it's amazing that we have social media for the things that you can do now that you can, as you said, reach out and get help quite easily. You can join a group like the, the Fit for Dads, I was saying, or you can, you can join a running club or you can join a forum that talks about things and you can reach out and do it. But I think a lot of people though, that they, they don't do it, they would go, like, a lot of people I've, I've told my friends, I've told people about that Fit for Dads sometimes and they're immediately like, oh, what's that man? Fit for Dads or whatever. And you're just like, no, like, see it through and, and go and actually see what it's all about rather than just fucking putting the bravado up. Do you know what I mean? Like just being like, yeah. oh, what's that? Like just because it's different. And I think this is a wee bit off tangent, but I was talking about this the other day and I'm again, I'm not a fucking politician, but a lot of people will say things like, yeah, like political standards and stuff. Yeah, like like all things that happen with the, the, the government will impact our lives. And yeah, like, mad, like for me, like I'm speaking on behalf of myself here, nothing that the government's ever done has impacted my life right like nothing nothing at all and nothing in my life right and i'm not trying to insult anyone by saying that but what has a more of an impact day to day is the herd and pack mentality other people being scared to do things because of what other people think about them they're like i'm not going to do that because of what that person might think about me and i know this as i said a wee bit off tangent but i think we need to be more embracing of people fucking going out and doing things so do you know what I mean like people like you've probably had it for a friend, friend Chris like why are you going to a personal trainer do you know what I mean like yeah. so, someone might have said it to you and I'm not trying to like bash any of your friends or that but it happens or it happened when I started speaking on camera people were making snide comments like it happened when like it just folk it's that sort of people don't like the the, do you know what I mean breaking the mold and I think more people need to do it and I think it holds a lot of people back which is a shame and it's it's always been the same you know it's, it's the same thing in most things in life you know people you know maybe have a wee a wee a, a, a dig at you or whatever and then it's not until you've you've massively improved they'll, they'll turn around and ask you for help how you done it yeah so I mean it's just that as you said that herd mentality we, we, we tend to follow what people other people do and don't put ourselves out of comfort zone, but 
even just back to the, to the whole mindset of that, you know, even it's just put shit, it allows you to put, I think with what's going on, especially now COVID and lockdown, it allows you to, like for me running, I was, I was like worse than crap at it. I was, you know what I was like, I was just really bad at it. Um, but for me, like see putting in like even a podcast or like an audio book or whatever, putting your mind out of, like it's like almost like a bubble. Even Aunt Middleton talks about it. You know, putting yourself in a, a fear bubble or a bubble to to escape from what you're doing in, in your day to day life. I, I think we all forget. We all kind of put that aside and don't really take care of that side of our, our health. We all put it on a physical appearance or you know what the, what shirt they look the best in or what selfie they take the best at. You know, and, but I, I think coaching or you know whatever it really does help your outlook and even even from tasks in the morning like I don't really like to train in the morning because uh, you, as you know I'm, a, I'm not really a good morning person uh, <laughs> but in the morning like even if you train in the morning it sets you up for the day like you're less you're less uh, encouraged to eat shit or you don't want to be doing things that are going to put you off it because you've already you've, you've, you've done the hard work you get out of your bed and you've done it in the morning you know so it sets you up and it, it does more to you than you actually it's so you don't even think about it. It's just doing it, you know, subconsciously. I think it the, the biggest change is I love when I see it becomes part of someone's identity. See what it's like. And I think like that's what when I got into training and it was a big part for me. I wanted to be that person that was like, oh, there's Christian. He loves the gym. <laughs> like, I just, I, I like that. And and then it changes, then it evolves and it goes. And I think like that's what I always say to people. I'm like, I used to say it quite a lot where, where I was relatively new at coaching and I'd be sitting there and I was like, you need to understand that exercise is way more than just doing a bicep curl. Like I've turned this into a career. Um, yep. And then like over the years of doing this, I've seen it done so much more for so many other people. I've had free folk that I've trained through, not because of me, but conversations and books that I've told them to read. And through obviously the impact of coming and, and that part, that journey of the life, they've, they've quit their jobs and they've went and pursued different jobs because they're like, oh, like they've, they've had this realization it was found through fitness it's crazy but um and it's nice i've, I've actually had one of my clients old clients recently zoe she met, she always messaged me to let me know what's happening with it and she's now a, an ambulance driver because she was an unhappy veterinary nurse and she was like now an ambulance driver and i think that's an amazing right. thing when you when people come and like i see it quite a lot where uh, i'm now training a guy uh, chris he's a personal trainer now as well and the change in his training, well, I'm now giving him a bit of like mentorship with like coaching and stuff as well. And, and the difference, and he was unhappy in his old job. He's now really happy doing something he enjoys doing And the reflection in his training is crazy. But the thing that led him to do that was training. And I love that. See, like seeing that change in folk, it's, it's amazing. Like, and it's nice to be part of someone's journey that that, that change has actually happened. It's a really, really good thing. So I like, mm-hmm. I, it's, I'm glad that we can kind of talk about that and, and people can, can hopefully hear it when they're listening in as well. Um, and yeah, so like what's the, you, you mentioned like uh, rubbing off in other areas of your life, Chris, what's, what, what do you, what have you personally noticed like, in areas of your life? I would, I think, well, like, we talk about non-negotiables, uh, like we talk about things that we've set that we're going to do in, in the gym. And I think I, I took that from the gym and I took it into aspects in my other life, like uh, I, as I said, I take on cases for the law clinic, and I, I do with active cases um, as an acting lawyer. But even just, I've got things that I need to do that you'd maybe 
maybe not do right away or you would maybe leave because you, you don't really feel it doing it or you, you know you've got a certain date for it so you'll leave it till then or whatever but I just took that same principle of a non-negotiable going out your 5k walk or um, training three or four times and I just it's just something that I do now like I, I allocate time to it and I just do it without even like batting an eyelid so I think that, that the kind of methods moving from the gym you can you can then change it and put it into your own personal life, whatever you're doing. It could be anything like hundred percent, mate. And cause you're like, um, I know you've you've been training for longer than that, but you're at this at this stage of your fitness journey where it's just going to keep growing, and then like you find that things just fucking all of a sudden it, it turns into something else. You know what I mean? It just grows arms and legs because of something that you done. All of a sudden, you're do you know what I mean? Like, um, I wouldn't have thought a couple of years ago I'd be sitting doing a podcast. You know what I mean? Things like that. So it like it. It, it does do a lot for you, man. So I'm glad it's doing that, mate. Um, and last point, mate, before we finish off, absolutely awesome podcast, by the way, mate. Like for anyone that's listening, that's thinking about one-to-one coaching, not with me, I mean in, in general, um, group coaching or online coaching, what would you say to them if they've been thinking about it? I would say if you're thinking about it, then I guess it's important to take, take the time and you're obviously investing your money in it. You're obviously investing time, which is harder to get than money, I can assure you. Uh, but time, money, you know, your life, you're investing it into someone and someone that you trust uh, to, to put you through your journey. But someone like yourself, you know, you're knowledgeable in all aspects of the fitness industry. So it's not just like some, somebody might want to come to do this or somebody might want to come and put muscle and lose fat or climb a mountain or run up a mountain, whatever. But I think I think someone like yourself who is quite vast or has a, a vast experience, you know, it's worthwhile coming to someone like yourself that, that has, you know, you want to go to someone that can walk the walk as well as talk the talk. Yeah. And I would say that it's, it's important to, to look at who you want to spend your time investing in. Um, and, you know, the effort you put in with your podcast and your, your daily, your groups and your online stuff, you know, you can see that a mile away that you, you, you're totally invested in your client as much as you, a client, should be invested in you. No, you're bang on, mate. Like, it's, I always tell folks, thanks very much for that, mate. It was a really nice comment, mate. Um, it's nice when your work goes recognised and stuff. And I, I don't, I, I do what I do because I, I enjoy doing it. Like, I've worked today. Today's a 14-hour day for me. I don't, I don't, like, I have three really busy days during the week, but that allows me to take more time off. And it doesn't feel like work, mate. Like, it, it doesn't, like, it does and it doesn't. Like, it's, like today I've been up since like ha- like 10 past five and I'm literally going to go up to bed and get up at like 10 past five tomorrow right after this. It's like 10 to nine right now. And uh, like, I just love it because I know that the impact that it can have, but it, it's obviously, um, if anyone is thinking, definitely make sure that you are getting a good coach. Make sure you're doing it to getting someone that's in it for the right reasons. You know what I mean? I think that's a big, big one. Um, especially me when I've picked my coaches that I go to now and like, John that I use for my um, Ironman, I'm starting this next month. Um, and we got on the phone and he was just talking to me for like an hour and a half. And he was like, no, don't worry about it. Oh, and he was like, totally. And it was exactly what you said. I went, I didn't even speak to anybody else. And I was like, I'm going to go with John because John's invested. Like he's as, he's as invested in me as I'm going to be in him. And that was like, a, I think that's a, a big one there. Like you need to find someone. If, so, if you go to a coach and they're talking to you about fucking prices and uh, blocks and you've not even spoke to them um, I would probably recommend not going to them and it works the other way as well the amount of times I get a message for personal training and it's literally how much are you 
Well, that's the first question. And I'm like, do you know what I mean? Like, it needs to work both ways. If you're seeing that, it's probably not going to be an invested client from the other side. And if I go into a coach and the coach is saying to you, this is how much it is, and you've not even really spoken to them and really spoke about goals, then there's probably going to be some conflicts of it. Like, so there's going to be some things coming up that's like, oh, that's probably not going to be a good option to go down. But, um, we yeah. Even when I first got in touch with you, you know, we had that, we, we spoke on the phone about even just, you know, what's your training like, what, what's, your, what's your goals, and it, there was nothing, no talk of money, or no, 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 there was an issue anyway, but nothing like that, and then it was, just tell me about you, and then with a free, you done the kind of search, some, sometimes your session, whatever, um, to, to make sure it was something that you were both in, we were both in line with, so the, the care was there right away, um, you know, you're not going to, you're an honest person. You're not gonna, you're not gonna work, work with someone that you think's not gonna take on board what you say or that kind of stuff. So it's good that you do that in the beginning. That you try and kind of learn a bit about the person before just saying, yeah, I jump in. We'll put you in a treadmill for half an hour, and then we can. I know. You do. You, 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 you do. You do see it sometimes where it's like you get four counts that right. Well, you want you want to lose fat, like rubbing the hands together, like. like. You need to like you need to get to know someone. You need to, if you're gonna coach someone, but I think that's the difference between like a a personal trainer and someone that's a bit of a coach. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a bit of a difference there between someone that's actually going to coach someone and someone that's just going to train someone. I know it's the same thing. Like, I know I'm a personal trainer. I'm not trying to differentiate that, but I think you can really see that separation there. But anyway, mate, I'm going to end it there. That was an absolutely fantastic podcast. Thank you very much for coming on. Is there anything else you'd like to add in, Chris? Uh, Nothing. Nothing really I can add to what we're talking about. Just... Obviously, what you were saying, you know, it's it's not it's not just about coming as a personal trainer. It's everything else that comes along with it. Even down to the fact that you know, recommending books to read. You know, biggest one that we spoke about was you know, Atomic Habits. You know, and, and it, it, it sings home the message that you know, success isn't a goal, or it's not a, a goal to reach or a finish line to cross. Um, if the system's not working, then you need to change it. You need to. You need to do something to change the system. It's not something that you do personally. No, oh, definitely. Um, it's a really, really good so book. For that. If you go, if you go and read, you know, I'm not saying it has to be read a book. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but it kind of opens up to more than like you. Sometimes you might come to a personal trainer and think, you know, I'm going to be running about a park for half an hour and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. But something else that comes along with it, and I think for you, I've learned, you know, more things from you out with as well as running around that. 400 meter track no that can do it very well still (laughs) 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 the things that come with it you know no Uh, no if you're thinking about it then yeah i would definitely get in touch with Kirsten. no no thank you very much mate i appreciate the um testimonial uh podcast testimonial um if anyone is interested in working with me and you're listening just a wee plug for my business you can inquire on my instagram i've got an inquiry form on there for my one-to-one coaching if you are interested in that um and then i've obviously got my boot camp as well in the near future as well, guys, I'm actually thinking about putting on, obviously it's a bit up in there right now with um, hosting a seminar, but I'm actually thinking about putting on a seminar regarding getting fit as fuck and getting strong as fuck and doing it and learning how to actually do it properly because it's now becoming a really, really desired thing. And um, it's not that I'm an expert at it, but I really know how to help people get there and do that. So if anyone is interested, I've actually got a list of people that I've mentioned before and they were interested, but in the near future, in 2021, it's probably something that I'll be looking at doing if anyone is interested in that. 
Um, and if you want to meet Chris, I'm sure Chris will probably be there. Um, <laughs> if you want to meet him in person, flesh and blood. <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, guys, if you want uh, as well, if you're obviously tuned in, you've enjoyed the podcast, get it on your stories. Tag both me and Chris. It's Chris Barr, isn't it? On yeah, Chris Barr 11, I think. Chris Barr 11 on his Instagram handle. Um, I always forget what it's called, handle. Anyway, team, catch you in a bit. Bye.